0: What's up, Metal Forge fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the Fortean, or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcast, If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, history for tuning into the Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What is going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of the Metal Forge. How are you all doing this week? I have Beth Dunn from Babes of Metal, five harlots and hellions. Uh, you know, a night of macabre music and brutal burlesque here in the Metal Forge Studio, and we're going to be talking with her in just a few minutes. You know, just like last year, she was here promoting this awesome burlesque show, and yeah. You know, that's one of the cool things about Louisville. We have a few burlesque groups that are pretty awesome. You know, got some really awesome people that get to perform in those and everything. And it's super rad. Super fun times to be had by all. So, before we get into talking with Beth, though, I'm going to bring up this. Uh, my band Overload is doing like a little three-shot uh, skulls or crushing skulls tour this weekend. Uh, today, we are going to be playing in Milwaukee for Randy at Club Garibaldi for Blades of Steel Metal Fest 2. Some awesome bands like The Accused are playing that show. Uh, Vanek is on that show. Hellfire and Screamer are playing tonight with us. So come on out. Have a good time. Get you some new awesome Overload albums. Uh, The new 10th anniversary press of Blood for Blood will be available along with some awesome shirts and patches and all that cool kind of shit. Tomorrow, October the 8th, we will be in Akron, Ohio with Attacks and Emerald Range at the Empire Concert Club. So if you are in the Akron area, come on down. You're the next contestant on the Crushing Skulls Tour. You know, all that same stuff, unless we get rid of it all tonight, is going to be there as well. And then on Sunday... October the 9th, in Lexington, Kentucky, at the Green Lantern. We are playing with Lips and Snafu. So, yeah, awesome Detroit thrash coming through Lexington. And they're going to get to meet some Louisville thrash with us. And we're going to kick ass. We're going to take names. We're going to burn the damn Green Lantern down. Because somebody's just going to knock it off the wall. And the paper's going to catch fire. And we're just going to go fucking have a grand fucking time with that. But yeah. Uh, uh, Thank you all for tuning in, you know, each and every week is kick's ass. You all have been great. I appreciate every last single one of you that listen and give feedback. You guys kick ass. We keep growing in numbers every week and week and week, and it's so fucking cool. So I'm gonna keep this short. I'm gonna keep this sweet today. We're gonna listen to one of the bands that is playing the Babes of Metal number five, okay? This is from the band She, who have been on The Metal Forge in the past, so go through the archives, look for, you know, some awesome stuff with them on the in back when they were on, I believe in 2020. This is best lead plans.
2: I make it plans! My old age got it figured out I've gotta Right
0: Metalheads, this is a different episode this week, because just like this time last year, the har- uh, Harlots and Hellions, <laughs> did I get it right this yeah, time? you
2: got
0: it. <laughs> uh, the Babes of Metal show, Babes of Metal 5 is happening, uh, by the way, this is released tomorrow night, um, and I have Beth Dunn here, who is the curator, proprietor, pretty much does everything with... <laughs> Uh, the harlots and hellions it's her thing here in the metal forge beth how are you doing
3: (laughs) doing okay how are you
0: i am amazing this fall weather here that we have in the area that's moved in over the last uh couple of weeks has kicked ass i i really like the cool weather personally
3: yeah i'm into it like i this this summer kicked my ass like it was entirely too hot for any human being ever to be alive yeah so i'm very happy about the fall weather too it's nice that we're getting a fall this year not just going straight from like a summer to a winter to having tornadoes in december on my birthday like we did last year yeah and right wild shit Definitely. <laughs> and,
0: and and that was one of the cool things this year too uh we did have a spring we did and it was like wow this is Seasons this is something cool. awesome
3: yeah. <laughs> it it's doesn't a g- thing
0: it doesn't go from super, super blasting hot and cold this year, which yeah. is which is awesome. And hopefully, you know, I don't care. I like cold weather,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but I hate the fucking snow. I like the way it looks. Just keep it off the road. You know? So, like, that's how I hate that shit. <laughs> no,
3: I love the snow, but also, you know, working in education. Working in education means that I get that day off. So... Yeah. I have a whole different opinion of it. Right. Than most people, which I know is, you know, semi charmed. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because th- you know, that's one of the things that I thought about over like the whole pandemic issue was like kids today are not going to know what it's like to have a real snow day anymore because of e learning and all of that. It's like, Oh well, you're you're just uh logging on at home now. Mm-hmm. And there are still some places out there that are doing like the like the every other day, still, but mm. it's not as common as it was, you know. Of course, with over the last two years, but no. it's still interesting that that there are still e learning days out there.
3: There are. I mean, Jcps they have the option to. I guess I probably shouldn't say the school district, but like. <laughs> Oh, they have the option of actually attending something called Pathfinder or like, which is a a full-time online school. Wow. If they're middle school or above, I think they have to make a certain GPA to stay in it. But yeah, there are options for kids to attend e-school. That's interesting.
0: See, it's almost one of those deals where it's like, it's almost like the homeschool thing. And it's like, whether you agree with it or not. And then you're just like, but is it teaching self-reliance? Because, you know, you're learning a lot of that stuff to do stuff like that on your own. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you don't have uh, the, the fucking teacher, like, jumping in your ass because you didn't learn Common Core the right way or their way or something, right?
3: Right. <laughs> and I mean, I actually learned about something. A friend of mine who was, he was touring with his band. I'm not going to say who it was, but I guess they had some chick on one of the other band's running the merch, and she had a 10-year-old kid with her, and they were all really confused by it. But I guess they were like, she was explaining, she was very bohemian. It's like how she does something called no, no non-schooling or no-schooling, which is different from homeschooling, which is not even a set curriculum. Basically, they learn what they want to learn at their pace or from real-life experiences, and apparently there's success with it. But to me, that just sounds lazy. Like, <laughs> like It's like you're just letting the kid decide what they want to learn that doesn't seem like you know successful what? but i'm not a parent it's not my place not,
0: not your place yeah i get that you know that's very interesting that you say that because i'm pretty sure i saw an interview with james hetfield where he was talking about how anytime they go to a place outside of the united states i say mm-hmm. a weird place but you know um is where like they'll go to china and tour mm-hmm. right but they'll take and they'll be there a month, and they'll take the kids out of school and take them to China so they can experience what it's like to be there.
2: Yeah,
0: which is pretty cool. But it almost seems like that whole thing of what you're calling non schooling or whatever, learning at your own pace kind of thing.
3: Yeah, that's that to me almost is a little bit different because like it's a different country, you're learning about a different culture. My guess is they also have the money to have a tutor or something. Yeah, like them. <laughs> more than um, likely. So, like, like, <laughs> You know, but you but know that, what? This is not education forge. This is metal. No, forge.
0: you're right. You're so right. Thing. This is a metal forge. So Get we're going to talk my about. Soapbox. I know, uh, but that's part of the deal. It's a conversation based <laughs> podcast. See, it all works out. Exactly. So we went through the history last time with you know how you got everything started, and this year being the fifth year, you know you did have the break with COVID and everything, and it's like a lot of people were out there saying, is this actually going to happen? Because this has kind of been a snake bit show this time. You've had a yes. lot of, you've had a lot of obstacles to, co- to break through on mm-hmm. this.
3: It has. Yeah. I mean, it's just with the, you know, for those that are aware of the show with the vent like Burling Tiger with that venue shutting very suddenly. And of course leaving, I almost felt worse for my friends that worked there. Cause it left them in like an employment lurch, but also left artists uh, and groups such as ours, without you know anything to do especially a week and a half out like it's supposed like and I'd, I didn't even find out. I've still had no communication with the owner. I had to find out through a third party, you know, through somebody else who, who knew people that worked there. And then finally I got a hold of someone who confirmed it. But I've still never spoken to an owner. I've tried speaking to an owner. He blocked me on Facebook. Whoa. Because, um, I mean, we had poured hundreds of dollars into advertising this show. And had originally had to take, like, luckily the rentals we got reimbursed for because they didn't have chairs for our VIP tables. They didn't have anything that we needed in that regard. Um, so I'm still out money, but like, and I've been contacted. I've had interviews with with Wave Three and WHAS, WHAS Eleven about all this stuff because I guess this particular owner uh, also owned Flamingo Lounge and also owned some sandwich shop and like three of his businesses that just randomly shut their doors like within a matter of months, like without any explanation or you know, yeah, apology I, to the staff.
0: Yeah, that's an that's a weird thing and it it beckons back to a few other places that I've seen close and it's and I I was told that in the bar business it's best to to do it the way they did it mm-hmm. because, you know, then, you know, it's like ripping the band-aid off kind of thing. It's like it's there one day and it's not the next because then you have to worry about all this other garbage that, you know, if you're okay guys, we've got 30 days and we're done. And then it's like, then you're not going to have people showing up because they're going to be bailing because they know they're not going to have a job, you know, and I'm not justifying him in any, any word. It makes
3: sense. But but yeah,
0: it's like, it sucks, but it was honestly, you know, at that rate, if, you know, if unemployment was able to be, you know, obtained, it was probably the best way to do it. Yeah, you know.
3: with the staff maybe, but they could have warned the artists and oh, so the absolutely. people that had shows ahead of time because it's not like we were on the payroll.
0: Exactly, and I, <laughs> and I went through that too. And yeah, it's like it's like what the fuck. It's like now what am I going to do? Now I going to either find a place, find a home for this, or cancel it. And I hate canceling shows. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's where you're at with it as well. It's like you're you know you're past the point of no return at at mm-hmm. some point.
3: Yeah, exactly, and I was really grateful. Like we we made a post that that went pretty, that got shared quite a bit, and luckily we had some people that uh, came to our to our aid and offered us a different venue. And it's not a venue that I'm I'm terribly familiar with, it, but it's very cool looking. So on Saint Matthew's, it's called Never Say Die. It's after the whole Goonies thing, I guess. Nice. And And um, so we're going to be bringing some some nice death metal, doom metal all the metal vibes to st <laughs> matthews which will be different and interesting but you know i'm just grateful to to have a place to do it right because the show must go on you know like you said after there's after a certain point you know the yeah, point you, of no return
0: yeah and it, it, i mean it a week and a half out in your venue like s- suddenly closes and you're able to find something else that you know i get that so the show is october 8th Uh, Doors are at seven. Show is at eight. You have three awesome bands playing. You have Redivider from Louisville. Mm -hmm. You have Crop from Lexington. Mm -hmm. And She from Louisville as well. Yes. So the stoner groove, doom, and death metal Mm -hmm. is. And like you said, you're bringing it to St. Matthews, which is is awesome because it's like, (laughs) why not cause a little chaos? Why not? Why
3: (laughs) not? Yeah, it'll be very different. It'll be not. Just another cover singer songwriter that plays you know in St Matthew's at the <laughs> at Gertzel's. The Chad at Gerzels <laughs> or diamonds for formerly known as Diamonds fox, Den. fox don't Den. get me wrong i like i like I like the people that do the Fox Dead stuff but but yeah, it'll definitely be a change of pace for sure, and that's what it's all about
0: it, you know that's one of the things that I think rock and metal and and all that has always been about it's about bucking the system and you know. Standing up for for what you want to do and what you believe in and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so with this, how are you? You know, like I said, this has kind of been a little bit of a snake bit thing. How are you going to adapt next year?
3: Um, I mean, assuming really, there is a next year. I mean, hopefully. I mean, this was and this was what a lot of those news um, articles and. Uh, segments actually focused about. It wasn't even just the stuff that was going on with Whirling Tiger, but so much is how much of how many Louisville venues are dying off. Right. Um, like how many have closed in the last year because we've we've we lost a lot of them, with the exception of some of the bigger ones, which can either which aren't necessarily bars that are open full-time so you have to book them like an event space and you have to pay them a pretty significant fee ahead of time or you know or they're places like headliners or mercury ballroom that you're a little more commercial or yet and you have to book those way in advance and um, almost a, or like years, even Z bar year years. Or so, in yeah. Like, especially with co- people coming out of post COVID and really looking for a place to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I've heard rumors I don't know if it's true about Zanzibar having to close down much earlier due to noise ordinance issues. Um, I've heard
0: that rumor as well. I think they have to be done by 10 at night on the weeknights. And mm -hmm. I think they can go until midnight on the weekends. That's one of the things that I had heard.
3: See, I wasn't sure about that. And and that makes sense. And that's doable. But it's just, hopefully next year we'll just be able to, to get something. I mean, I feel like in a lot of ways we did everything right this year. I mean, we had a venue. We had it locked down in the spring. And then it shut down. So it's like all we can do is cross our fingers, I guess. But, I mean, it's... We're, we're definitely, since we couldn't do a really big fifth anniversary show, we're going to do our big sixth six, six, six anniversary show. Nice. And make that our big one, hopefully. Hopefully have some bigger bands. Hopefully be at a decent-sized venue. But I will say that the former Haymarket...
0: Uh,
2: has
3: Uh, now has now been rebought and
0: yeah why did you mention that name well no because it's now (laughs)
3: called franks and they're Uh. they're renovate like someone bought it and they've renovated the space and i don't know if you've ever been there if anyone who's listening has ever been there but their stage they're trying to do a lot more with it so hoping maybe that'll become something promising but again you know with the history of the hay market that building it, as long as that jackass
0: and i'm not getting not my name as long as he's, no, not involved, he's not
3: involved remotely it's completely different owners no.
0: thank god no if
3: like i would not work with that place if it was not if it was If that, that guy jackass, was still yeah. involved yeah
0: yeah i know where that guy lives too Oof. and <laughs> <laughs> fuck that guy i'll go ahead and say that fuck that guy Latvandom. random <laughs> no don't say his name i didn't <laughs> um Which is, like, you know, I had a very... I booked one show there. And, like, it was so fucking awful. It was such a fucking terrible show because he booked two shows at the same time. He booked the metal show in the back room, which I'm assuming is still part of the... It really? is, yeah, it okay. is. Because that was actually a cool room. And that
3: was the one we would like to t- potentially have been talking about someone about using next year.
0: That See, that would be awesome, because that was actually a cool room, and it had easy load-in and load-out access. But, like, he booked a rap battle in the front, in the bar, and the place had a shitty bar. Okay, like, the way it was, like, and he booked it, and they were right in front of the doors to go out to the smoking area. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude?
3: Yeah, it's way too narrow. I mean, the way that they've kind of renovated and stuff, it's definitely too narrow to do anything in that front room. Oh
0: yeah. Well, I mean, even then, even yeah. when he had it, it was still when he had the bar that was where it was in the middle of the mm-hmm. room. It was still too narrow on e- anywhere to do it, and then it just had like the weird bathroom space that was looked like they were just like part of the put up plywood and. <laughs> Anyways, hopefully they're doing a lot of work
3: with it. Yeah, they're doing a lot of work because that
0: that area, that part of town, that part of downtown has potential. And you know, a lot of those older buildings, you know, they can they've been renovated and they have some really awesome. Even the ones just near where where that is have some awesome awesome places Mm -hmm. in there. So cool! Your big six 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 anniversary show hopefully yeah. you know comes next year, and you always like to do these around in the fall. You're not yeah. really you're not really a spring or summer or well, summer would be kind of rough because hot hot Nobody, <laughs> nobody's a sun merchant.
3: No, And then in the summer I feel like we compete. I mean, October you can compete with a lot of things too, but if you can do like the the post. Louder than life pre Halloween. Mm -hmm. This is what we usually try to. There's usually a little bit, seems like there's a little bit of a lull in there. So it's what we try to like aim for is that period of time. Now we have gone into early November because there's, when you get too close to Halloween, you start competing with a lot of different things. Yeah,
0: you compete with the haunted houses and the, and just other other stuff like mm-hmm. a lot of people do halloween shows two to th- now three weeks in advance almost it's mm-hmm. weird
3: yeah especially with vava vixens which is the big burlesque town or burlesque troupe in louisville the other three weekends in october besides ours they're doing shows right so i'm, gr- I'm grateful that we're doing ours when we are so we don't have to compete with yet another burlesque show because uh we share some of the same performers
0: right so and and, and in, a, in a perfect world it would be great if you know you all wouldn't have to compete with each other Mm -hmm. because you know like you said you share a lot of the same performers and you know personal differences aside you're all out for the same cause Mm -hmm. you're you're all out for the performance art aspect of everything
3: yeah absolutely it's like i'm not i won't get into that but like in terms of just creative freedom i mean that's a big reason why i do what i do and yeah. It's For a little sure. bit different with the Vixens. But um No, I mean and I would love because that was something we, we we looked into in terms of Art Sanctuary because it was free this coming weekend. But they wanted too much money. I get that. <laughs> Which now, I respect uh, it. Uh, and, uh, you know, and they've and got their in house burlesque troupe and they've got well, other yeah, you know, they gotta make money too.
0: Exactly. Because they you know, with with Art Sanctuary being a non profit and everything else, yeah, they've absolutely. really gotta make the make it make Whatever they book, work. Yeah. I totally get that. I, you know. Absolutely. 100% get that. Absolutely. So, what do you have on the docket for this weekend? For for the show?
3: For the show? I mean, as far as, I mean, you already kind of mentioned the bands. Right. But uh, we've got, a, like, a slightly smaller cast, a little pared down cast this year. Um, some repeat performers. We've got some new ones as well. There'll be a good mix of... Metal covers. There might be a ABBA metal routine that's going to be happening. So that should be fun. But then we've got like some classic black
0: metal. Dancing Queen. Uh, that would be that would be some. I mean, something sh-
3: I, I, it's not black metal. It's, not, <laughs> it's more of a power metal. Power okay. metal uh, version. I hate saying it, but it's by Inve Malmstein Did it. I hate that man, but that song was really catchy, and I really wanted to use it for something. If you
0: ever run into him, ask him if he would like to go get donuts. Oh with
3: no, Ingve Ingve doesn't eat donuts. Hey,
0: don't like donuts. He doesn't
3: eat donuts. <laughs> He'll throw them at me. he will be very pissy about it. Yes, I showed that video to someone recently who didn't even know who Ingve was. Um, my dad loves What do you him.
0: mean, somebody who didn't know who Ingve was? Everyone know who Ingve is. <laughs>
3: mm, I know. I know. He'd be very insultive. My dad, my dad's a big Inge fan, so he's he's gone to see him before, and, he, and like not denying any talent there. But no, he uh, he did a cover of "Gimme Gimme Gimme," and we're definitely using that for like a metal
0: nice disco
3: number. There's
0: nothing wrong with that. That you know, that's one of the things that with metal that I've always liked is when metal artists, and 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 it, it's mutually exclusive actually. When metal artists can do a song like that. And make it metal. That's rad as shit to me. Yeah, but when I also just as much like it when somebody that does not play metal takes a metal song and makes it their style, mm-hmm. like you know, Tori Amos's uh, "Smells Like Teen Spirit." And I know that's not metal, but it's the same idea, right? You know, that sh- shit like that is awesome to me.
3: There's there's a there's a a book that you should read. It's called "I Hate Myself and Want to Die." But it now it sounds terrible, but it's named after the Nirvana song. Right. That's what reminded me of that. But it's a book that's that that kind of writes little snippets about the fifty most depressing songs of all time. But like there's a whole chapter about covers, and it talks about um, what was it oh like Johnny Cash's cover of hurt or like oh, yeah, uh, um, what was that pearl jam that uh, the last de- kiss? yeah that cover yeah. like i was like i can't remember so, i don't know i know that was a bit of a tangent but there was a whole thing about that like that's interesting about how it talked about how those were even more powerful more depressing when they were covered by these particular oh, bands oh for sure and
0: definitely and you know even like with Johnny Cash you know the back in the tangent here which is fine because that's what this is all about it's like cause it's conversation based the tan- uh when Johnny Cash changes the lyrics even you know in in hurt, you know, because mm-hmm. Trent says I wear this crown of shit, and Johnny was a, a minister. Mm-hmm. He he changed it to thorns, and it, it, even still, it makes it something different. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And you know, whoever I'm, you know, I'm gonna say whoever bless <laughs> uh, Rick Rubin seriously because that man with whatever he touches is fucking amazing mm-hmm. you know and that like the last six cash albums were all produced by rick rubin mm-hmm. you know tom petty's highest selling album wildflowers is produced by rick rubin mm-hmm. you know it's so fucking yeah, yeah amazing that that if if there were anybody i could ever work with in music it would probably mm-hmm. be him just 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 because. <laughs> yeah, no,
3: I mean, it's fair. There's a lot of talent there. It's interesting that you'd mentioned the the lyrical change, though, and his, him being a minister. Like, when I was in college, I went to Eastern Kentucky University, and I had a, a humanities professor who would, you know, we'd do musical analysis, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And he pulled that song to pick apart, and he was talking about how ultimately Christian it was. And, like, we picked apart all the lyrics. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, you know, this isn't a Johnny Cash song.
0: Right. Well, I was but, like, well, like, But, but he, didn't, he didn't
3: realize that. He didn't realize it was a Nine Inch Nails cover and but, had never heard the original one.
0: But with that, mm-hmm. Trent was Catholic, raised mm-hmm. Catholic, went mm-hmm. to Catholic school and everything. So it does make sense that even when Nine Inch Nails, mm-hmm. you know. It's true. It was still. There were some inherent. of the things
3: you were saying that were a bit of a stretch. Though.
0: Right. Okay. I see what you mean now.
3: Because this was a Southern Baptist minister. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can't remember specifics, but no, he was definitely taking some I used to extremely do... Christian liberties. And like I said, he didn't even realize that the well, Lionel's version existed. He had didn't even, so it's was like, you know, he says crown of shit in the original ones. like Because my smart-ass 18-year-old self. Right. But, you know, I just thought it was interesting <laughs> that the Southern Baptist minister was teaching us about that song.
0: I used to do uh, Play Werewolf and Vampire the Masquerade, like actual LARPing this stuff, right? Mm-hmm and one of uh, we integrated so we had so many crossover games at one time we used to do this at IUS one of my uh hunter characters was a southern baptist minister that yeah and it's like the Lord giveth, you know, like this whole very big, intense. The, yeah, very intense, almost like, <laughs> almost like evangelical.
3: Yeah, that's where that's about where this guy was. Oh, they're the worst. Yeah, he and, was the worst.
0: And and I think what's so funny about most of those people is you find out later on like how fucking awful they really are, like like Jimmy Swaggert and <laughs> uh, the older Metal Forge fans. That listen to the show will probably know who that is
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so again the show is the 8th yes you're kicking ass you've got some awesome performances it's at never say die out in saint yes. matthews which yes. the address is
3: 3900 sherryville road yeah mm-hmm.
0: uh plug it in the gps if you're in the area go check this out uh tickets range from 12 to 25 bucks I'm assuming the 25 is VIP
3: yes yeah, so VIP section. just like is a little clear so 12 12 for pre-sale 15 at the door 25 with VIP is typically that's not something you know our metal fans go for those are the those are generally the people that are there for the burlesque because it comes with um, a table with four chairs and just kind of some treats and stuff like that on the table for those that just kind of want to maybe chill out have a more relaxed experience it tends to be more our burlesque fans that that buy those right. But you know, of course, they're open to to anybody. Yeah, who wants for sure, them. because um, it's an experience. Exactly, it's an experience, and you know, it's it was it was like my going to Psycho Las Vegas last year and and, and doing the VIP experience and meeting older people that you know. I always told myself, I've never go to the VIP. I've never do that at a metal show. That seems so fucking lame. But then you get up there and you meet the people and they're not a bunch of like rich old snobs. They're like older guys. Like I have a bad fucking back. I don't want to get in the mosh pit. Right. <laughs> I have a no, bad you're, knee. You're actually- I don't want to stand up the whole time. <laughs> so it was like people that were like, we paid our fucking dues. Yeah. So, you know, we have that there for two just to be, uh, maybe you know,
1: that's what
0: I need to start doing. Capable. So talk, talk so much shit on like going to like four day festival shows. Maybe I just need to start getting VIP tickets, but I mean, are fucking expensive. They anymore.
3: are. They, are like I mean I will say the only place I'll do it is Vegas because they make it worth it but like right
0: now that's the other thing too like the VIP is one thing but it, like if you're doing like the big like meet and greet packages and stuff yeah I don't care about oh, that oh my gosh like I seriously considered doing the, the King Diamond one you know for or merciful fate deal mm-hmm. and I didn't do it because it was just like it was so much money it is, and I was just like, it's like nine hundred bucks. I'm like, motherfucker. Yeah. it's like nine hundred bucks. Are you serious?
3: I've never paid for the meet and greet. I've done VIP for Psycho Las Vegas, and I've definitely, I think, I paid for early entry for some shows before too, mm-hmm. just so I could, because I'm short as fuck. And I want to be able to get close. I'm right. Fi- for those that are on the podcast, I'm five feet tall on a good day. So you know, it's, <laughs> if I can and that's get with up heels, <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah. You <laughs> can my secret.
2: Ah, I'm sorry. But
3: um, but no, there's certain bands. If I I want to be able, I'm of a certain age now. I'm you know 21. Everybody, mm-hmm. I'm 21 now. Right. Let's go with that. Yeah. Um, but I'm of a certain age now that I don't want to fight to get to the front of most places. Like, and I only really will do that for some bands. Right. But if I can do it easily, <laughs> right, by paying another extra 50 bucks, depending on the meet, the artist, I might do that
0: you know but photo passes are amazing let's just say photo passes are
3: great guess i need to get a camera yeah get a a photo that's impressive
0: you get the first three songs right in between the band and the stage or the 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 the, uh the rail and the stage and then you can just walk out to the side and then you can see everything
3: yeah (laughs) i need to do that been there
0: it's it's life hacks people life yeah, hacks
3: yeah invest in like a $2000 camera and then i'm set for life
0: or a $200 <laughs> <laughs> one,
3: one that just looks really good yeah one that looks really good one that looks really good
0: so do you, do you have any sponsors for the show
3: uh this year we do we haven't had as much luck with that like can kind of mentioned being a snake bit sort of show right. like we had a lot of issues with bands booking and backing out and people saying they'd sponsor and then they didn't right. like, and then also we had supposed some, some liquor sponsors and things like that, but that kind of went out the window with the venue. Right. Um. So as of right now we do not. Okay. But um, we've got, you know, the venues treating us as really good and giving us a really good deal in terms of letting us use the space and they're being very helpful. And we've had people that have, you know, stepped up, and Bob from She, who's mm-hmm. playing that night, he's being gracious enough to be our sound man too. Nice. So we don't have to worry we, about that.
0: We love Bob. And I Bob, love Bob. Bob is awesome. He,
3: His wife's in our show too. She's one of my good friends. Nice.
0: They, he throws down and he's, you know, he's a big sweetheart. He you is. Know, for he's being, a big old
3: metal tamer.
0: Yeah, he really is. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really interesting. And And this is a little side note here. One of the guitar players in Toxic Ruin looks just like bob
3: oh i know who you're talking about. he's the one i know the least yeah he's so of course i can he, think and of and blake and steve and, and dave and i can't think of his name right and sound like an and
0: asshole it's funny to me because they have the same demeanor they're Ooh. both super quiet and you know until they're on stage and then they're both fucking nuts and it's like wow it's like bob's twin yeah it's like i feel terrible twin. i can't
3: remember his name now it's
0: identical twins separated at birth it has to be mm-hmm. and it's it's awesome so just like last year this is a little bit different this time okay uh, i have i've been shuffling these cards All the right. whole time Interview keeping cards. keeping uh we're not going to do the whole deck of cards well
3: i hope not that's a, that's a lot tired. of questions that's, <laughs> a, that's a lot of questions
0: so we're going to keep it to a few okay uh Again, general profile questions about life in general. You know, could be music, could be whatever you want it to be related to. Okay. What brand or product do you specifically buy because you feel it's trustworthy?
3: Because it's trustworthy? Mm-hmm. hmm Probably, I don't know if it, I would call it trustworthy, but it's my tried and true, and that's my, my some of my clothing brands that I go with. Like, okay. definitely Killstar, which... I, you know, like I've done some Branded Bastard stuff that and shit like with their stuff, but I know I can find shoes in their size because being short, I also have small feet and like <laughs> I can find shoes that fit me from there and that's not always common in boots and heels for my other petite feet ladies out there. They know what I'm saying. Right. But you know.
0: Seems like most of the women that I know all shop in the kids section for their shoes.
3: Yeah. So, but yeah, the kids section is generally where I go, but Killstar brand, like, is... I can usually find decent boots and heels from them. There you go. Because,
0: yeah, I mean, even me being like a metal dude, and I take a lot of pride in my boots and and shit like Mm -hmm. that, And as as well as any metalhead should, because, hey, they're an everyday carry. That, yeah, quality means a lot. Mm -hmm. You can't just go buy a cheap brand because... You know, you're standing on on your feet. at shows on yep. concrete floors all yep. the fucking time. So it's gonna fucking kill your kill your feet, your yep. ankles. Yeah,
3: you gotta have inserts. So I would, I should say, I guess maybe some Dr. Scholl's. That's a brand I trust. There Keeps you my go. My feet together.
0: <laughs> Trusted, approved.
3: Trusted and approved. <laughs> yes, but no, it's like I, I am um, probably some makeup and skincare brands and stuff like that. Right on, Joyco for to keep this blonde in check. This very clearly <laughs> natural blonde. It, I, but I'm not saying anything.
1: No, that's what I'm just saying I'm <laughs> 21
3: and blonde and short. Like we're just rolling with all of it. One of those things is true. Um.
0: let people guess. Yes. We're in a field callers right now. Yes. <laughs> uh, what is one thing you wish you had the money to pay someone to do for you?
3: Right now, probably meal prep. Like, I, I've gotten to where, like, now that I'm living alone and stuff like that, I hate to cook for myself because I feel like I always have so much food left over. I don't necessarily want to eat the same thing every day. But, like, um, I had to have Maser surgery a few years back. And ever since then, it's been kind of hard to... It's been a little more difficult to maintain my weight. And I really wish I had someone to just meal prep for me or cook for me. Personal D- chef. Yes. I would go
0: with <laughs> that 100% because... I get really bored, like, two days. I, I can I can make something, like, make chicken soup last week. It's like, you know what? I did it on a Wednesday. And I'm like, I'm going to eat this for the next three days until Saturday. And then I had friends coming down. We're going to make some dinner or whatever. Friday night, I was fucking done. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> no more soup. <laughs> no more soup. No, no. And, yeah, like, that's a big thing. Especially, you know, to once you start realizing what and where you need to make changes especially like in in the in like with proper diet meal prep is a big thing Mm -hmm. i totally get that i'm diabetic and i have to look at that myself Mm -hmm. and just like over the last few weeks i've completely cut out all bread and potatoes and
3: pasta and everything and i'm just like See, I should probably do that too. But like, but it's so good. It's so good. Like, I remember the one time I did try to do the. But I'm also a vegetarian, so oh. once I start cutting that out, and I'm also not eating meat, I'm like, what so I'm going on a raw there? diet. Essentially, it's just eating raw vegetables. But like, I remember. You know, I, was, I mean, I can get our other forms of protein, but I remember when I did try the keto thing once, and I, did, I went without carbs for two or three days, and I was a bitch. <laughs> like, the guy I was dating at the time, he's like, I'm going to order you a fucking pizza because you need to calm the fuck down. I'm like, fine, <laughs> thank you. And then yeah. I ate the pizza, and I was perfectly it, fine again. I was mean without carbs. Yeah, it's carbs. fucking rough,
0: honestly. Because, like, ultimately, you know... If you're not doing it the right way with, like, doing actual exercise and getting the, the quote, healthy or just the, the amount of carbs that you should have, mm-hmm. yeah, it, your your body starts eating what's there. And then it's like, hey, motherfucker. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. No, because I can do the workout stuff. So a lot of mine is, is hormonal issues and, like, thyroid stuff and this and that. And, like, it's just trying to find that... That balance Definitely. i guess so for sure
0: do you have an area of your life that you're never satisfied with
3: all of it
2: oh <laughs> come on now
3: i am a very unhappy person no um i mean it's i think i wouldn't say you know I'm, i do okay but like i i admittedly am gonna say like i always want more money but it's not necessarily for selfish somewhat for selfish reasons but being able to travel more because like i'm a sagittarius and i love to travel right and travel's so gd expensive and so i'll you never can, be content. you can say that here yes <laughs> so god i just it's out of habit you know working in education in the right. non-profit field like i'll never be also never be completely satisfied with my level of education like the money is the only thing that's really held me back from not going and getting a phd because wow. i have i have a graduate degree but like phd programs that i've looked at are like 80 grand yeah and and i can't imagine sinking myself into that much debt right
0: and that's a big thing you know a lot of people are just that's a big fear thing with that because it's like that's a lot of fucking money and now that's a fucking uh, a very not not necessarily base model car but like you know something that's just Mm midline you look at a lot of car prices they f- could pay off 50, half 60, 60, my mortgage you, like, right same. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> Fucking car is like... To get a, a base model car is half of my mortgage. And it's like, fuck that. <laughs> what are three things you would leave in a time capsule for people to open in 50 years?
3: Mm. What's a toughie? One of them would probably be... i probably pick something from my record collection, but I don't know which record it would be. That's (laughs) tough. Probably a David Bowie record. I know it's not very metal. No. To like David Bowie.
0: No, totally. No. We talked about that last year with Ghost. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I went and saw that Moonage Daydream documentary art film thing they did about was really good you get a chance to watch it it's like two and a half hours and you may as well be on drugs for most of it but wow it's it was very well done um but probably david bowie album probably alice's adventures in Wonderland. It's my favorite book Mm. like i'm guessing i'm trying to tell people about about me right and then hmm, hmm. i don't know that's tough maybe a video game yeah, I don't know. Do you have a like forms video- of entertainment.
0: Do you have a Do you have a favorite video game? Do you Do you game?
3: I do game. Ah. I do game. Like the only reason I haven't done streaming stuff, like, as everyone keeps telling me I would do very well at streaming, but you know, there's enough big titty goth girls out there doing it. I'm sure I have plenty of competition. But right now, my game of choice is Elder Scrolls Online. Okay, so and diablo 3 that's nice. what i've been playing lately the, the tried and true the tried and true yeah. yeah but i'm a big fan of anything bethesda well i don't know now but like before they got bought out um like the fallout series is probably my favorite series the second red Dead redemption was good
0: okay see I, open I'm world rpg stuff I, I have a switch but, like, I'm only playing, like, NES and, like, Super NES games on.
3: No, I can appreciate that, too. My One of my, my all-time favorite games is Ocarina of Time. Awesome. Which I know isn't as old as, as, old it, as it, the it, NES or the SNES. The oh, no, the but 64. that's still...
0: 64, still... That's so still fun. Yeah. Still fun. Uh, who is someone you would like to trade places with for a day?
3: Hmm. Maybe can't be a dead person that end up in the ground right right yeah or i
0: mean i, I mean you know it, it depends on if you're trading it while they were alive i guess i
3: don't know yeah the the card was very vague in that yeah in that sense yeah it was um that's a tough one i like i like where i'm at but i don't know
0: that's an interesting one that is an interesting and, and the thing is i mean it it, it is very vague. It doesn't it doesn't specify you have to do trade with another female.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think. I, that that one's tough because I don't know that, and also I've never really had much interest in being famous or being part of the spotlight. So
0: I think for me, I would want to trade places with Ozzy for a day and be like him just to see. Now if,
3: we're in his prime. Well, <laughs> his mental faculties are a little.
0: They, they've they always the been fishing. kind of messed up. Yeah. They've always been kind of messed but up. But
3: I mean, like, in this sense, I
0: would like to see how he sees things. That's fair. Is what it is. Because, like, you know, there's times where you know that you can tell when Ozzy is sober and when Ozzy is not. Like, when he's... All these interviews are... I, 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 this is what it's about? You know. Mm-hmm. He's fucking blitzed. He can't talk when he's blitzed, but like any interviews you see with him where he's like actually coherent, yeah, he's actually sober. So it's kind of weird.
3: Yeah, I could see that. Maybe I'd feel that way about doing it with Keith Richards. I'd be curious to see his points of view. Right, because his day and age, yeah, he's definitely embalmed in heroin.
0: No shit. <laughs> and, you know, there's an interesting story. Have you ever read White Line Fever? Mm-mm. the uh, lemmy autobiography
3: no I've, it's, it's on my it's on my stack of things to read there right? is
0: a very good keith richards story in that where lemmy was doing keith in like the late 70s like very early 80s went and had dialysis done mm-hmm. and it's the genesis of the scene in the movie rock star where jason Bonham character is getting it done Yeah, you know where he's like you know freshening up and everything it's like a rapid detox is Mm -hmm. what it is and they told Lemmy that he was not able to have it done because when they freshened his blood up it would kill him because he was just so he he was so toxic with all the drugs that he had done Mm -hmm. and you know he was also told that he could not give blood or anything because of it he would kill the recipient like fuck (laughs) that's a lot that's wild that is insane so i've got one more question but before we do that again uh uh, saturday the 8th which is tomorrow uh at never say die 3900 shepherdsville shelbyville road in louisville kentucky (laughs) almost messed that up so easy to get them messed up Uh, harlots and hellions presents babes of metal five an evening of macabre music and brutal burlesque
3: yes With she and Redivider and Crop.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Again, she, uh, they've been on the show before. Check out the archives. Uh, They're from Louisville, Crop from Lexington. Uh, We've done an album review on. Athena had done one a few months back. And uh, Redivider from Louisville. Super Mm -hmm. awesome people all around. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pre sale was uh, $12, doors 15, VIP was $25. links are going to be listed in the comments below or in the comments below in the description below what the fuck am i even saying uh do God, you have any shout goodness out i'm so unprofessional today fuck, <laughs> uh, do you have any shout outs you want to give to anybody
3: um i mean thank you for for letting us come Always. or letting myself come on the show of course shout out to all my fellow artists um and musicians that take part in our collective every year our kittens that help us out and do volunteer work for us every year and for Never Say Die who you know came in at the final hour and scooped us up and whisked us away in their arms gave us a new home
0: (laughs) definitely And, and you know That's one of the cool things is like, hopefully this might be a thing where it's a, it might be, you never know. It could be a permanent home. You know, it it might just, you might knock it out of the park and you, you you will knock it out of the park. What am Mm -hmm. I saying? Might's ass. Uh, That's
3: right. God, so unprofessional. Yeah.
0: Right. I'm like, like, what am I even saying over here? So final question of the day. Mm -hmm. What is your kryptonite?
3: What is my kryptonite? Mushrooms?
0: Like... (laughs) Well, you're just, kind of vague there, like just,
3: like like like
0: regular like any, portobello any, or even or like hallucin- hallucinogenic. Oh, not
1: drugs.
3: I mean, I don't I don't really partake in, in those either. Um,
1: <laughs> okay. In the
3: past, like, and I'm not saying that I'm anti-drug. I'm just saying in the past, when I've done those, they make my stomach hurt. Uh, but no,
0: it's sorry, I had to ask. No, <laughs> that's fine. And I'm
3: the worst vegetarian ever, because most people vegetarians like oh portobello is just like a fucking steak no it's fucking not though it's not it's a fucking mushroom it's i mean it's, 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 i have texture issues with them i think they all taste like dirt no matter how they're cooked maybe it's <laughs> psychosomatic and i hate the texture of them i cannot that right. with mushrooms cannot ah or rice cauliflower I have a vehement hate it's not my kryptonite but this is a story i'm going to go into really quick because we've talked about meal prep talked about weird textures with foods cuz that's my thing is I'm a very sensory person about food. I'll try anything but I'm it's textures not tastes they get to me. So when I had my hysterectomy several years ago, that was the major surgery I had, someone got me like a coupon to get the, some of the delivery meals or stuff cuz I knew I wasn't going to want to cook too much. Right. I wasn't going to be able to move around a lot. Um, pick the ones that I picked out and I was like, oh, it was like and they were all healthy stuff. like, oh rice, cauliflower rice, blah, 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 blah. So I go to heat it up. It's not it's not cauliflower rice, damn it. It's it's diced cauliflower. It's very thinly diced cauliflower. It doesn't have the texture of rice. I have a vehement weird hate of diced cauliflower now because just call it diced cauliflower. Don't call it cauliflower rice. Right. It's not cauliflower rice. No, you're right. It's absolutely not the same right. texture at all. And, and it you makes know, me so mad. <laughs>
0: Cauliflower, to me, is like <laughs> eating a wet sock.
3: It's not good.
0: And, like...
3: It can be prepared right, but not in that instance.
0: I throw... I cook that shit in the pot, and I throw it right in a fucking blender. And... Yeah, that's how I do it. That's how I can, and I cayenne the fuck out
3: of it. <laughs> so you kind of make it into the the mashed potato yep. version of it. Yeah, so I've known people much. that have done that, but like by the time that they're done with it, there's so much butter and salt in them. That oh yeah, they, they're no. they're past the point of being healthy. When I've yeah, had the, I
0: don't I don't put it, any of that in there. I just like I I pepper it, and I might put a little bit of mozzarella in, mm-hmm. and. And just uh, cayenne. Mm-hmm. Because cayenne will mask the fucking flavor of anything.
3: Yeah, it's true. I have to try it that <laughs> Mi- way.
0: Mixed vegetables, same same thing. Throw ki- If you don't like uh, mixed vegetables, throw cayenne in there. You'll never fucking, you'll never have a problem again.
3: No. So there, most other vegetables don't bother me. I don't, of course, mushroom, it's not a vegetable. It's a fucking fungus. Right. Um, ugh. But, ugh, I can't do it. I can't do it. But cauliflower is one of those to me just doesn't have a flavor. And Definitely. I can tolerate it, though, and... As long as it's not diced and being passed off as, <laughs> as a carb. Rice. Don't tell me it's a carb when it's a carb. Also, <laughs> cauliflower pizza is really gross. I don't know if you've had that. I have not. It's and nasty.
0: Like I said, I am not a big fan of the taste of cauliflower. Yeah. So
3: it's the crust for the gluten-free people, but like, it's gritty. When yeah. I've had, it, it falls apart. Like it's uh, almost like sand. It's like pizza sauce and cheese on on, on, sand. on a block of sand. On a block gross. of sand. Gross.
0: See now I'm not wanting to do that. Um, uh, it's been it's dear diary it's
3: been
0: three weeks since pizza yeah and it's like um yeah uh i'd rather just not eat
3: pizza right for that. sure
0: oh my gosh that's that's so terrible bad. there was something to say
3: about sorry that. i think i cut you off no
0: no uh <laughs> what was i gonna say about it fuck
3: <laughs> mushrooms diced or mixed vegetables cayenne uh no cauliflower I've lost it sorry that was probably my bad no it's
0: all good no it's totally good
3: i've had pickled cauliflower i don't hate that really i like because i'm I'm
0: assuming it because it takes on the pickling flavor it just tastes like a pickle yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) and i love and like i said it's not the texture it's it's passing it off as yes so ugh, gross like i said it's like a wet sock (laughs) See that. Beth, thank you so much for coming into the Metal Forge this she week. Is. It has been awesome. And look forward to next year's six uh, sixth anniversary of yes. Babes of Metal. Yes. Thank you. We're going to listen to some she on the way out here. Yes, do it. Do it. Let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine, trust me, you're going to want to get in on that, to distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground. From the graves of all those unholy and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this soul grinder zine an independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground available in both print and digital formats they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today not only do they do the zine but they also do compilation cds check them out at facebook.com/soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. BigCartel.com Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of The Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to The Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show, uh, I talk about modern and classic pro-wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show, and I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro-wrestling! It's gonna get weird as the name of the podcast. We're on season two, so you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. Oh,
2: yeah, you need to pull that out.
0: We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted Coke off of a seventy-eight pento? No? You ain't no- Man, Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine
3: habit? Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? Neither one because they stopped beating their wives. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and weird, we never even thought of. Well, no. My friend is on acid and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people but we don't love all people. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> weird. That's it's really Gonna good. Get Weird is the name of the podcast. Available everywhere.
0: And thank you to Big X Sports Radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Gonna Get Weird. Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah. Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now, we're really going to start pounding the Metal Madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an apprentice metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three at the metal forge you'll be able to submit audio questions that i will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests remember timing is everything and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website you're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So, visit patreon.com slash Radio today and help support the Metal Forge Rock On!